Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Plant Powered People podcast with your hosts, Michelle Kane and Tony Okamoto. Today, we're super excited to bring on my dear friend and neighbor, Crystal Young. She is going to talk about how she was inspired to become a weekday vegan. And without further ado, we're going to bring her on. Welcome, Crystal. Thank you. So, Crystal is my neighbor friend. We met walking our dogs, which is kind of funny because we're trying to figure out a way for our dogs to be quiet during this podcast since they've become BFFs too. But Crystal spontaneously one day said she was going to do my plant, Tony and my plant based on a budget meal plan challenge for one week. I just saw it on Facebook and I thought, oh, I want to be supportive. So I decided to do it for one week. Yeah. And at the gym, you're like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, I'll go shopping with you. And then while they were shopping, I get a text message and Michelle is like, so if I'm with someone who doesn't eat beans, how would they do Dr. Gregor's meal plan challenge? (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't eat beans and doesn't eat nuts. Yes. So the foundation of plant-based food is generally, (laughs) you know, fruits, vegetables, legumes, <laughs> nuts, seeds. <laughs> uh, so we were working with some constrictions. But anyway, you you went in. You're like, I'm going to do this. It's fine. We'll go shopping. I'll make do. And your husband joined you. Can you tell us a little bit about what you were eating before this meal plan challenge? No, because I was eating anything. Like It didn't matter. I, I eat like, so I would say not fast food a lot, but more than I should. We eat out a lot because we get lazy and don't want to cook dinner. If we do make food, it's usually like, I don't know. I can't even remember the last time we made dinner. (laughs) Well, Michael's the cook too, right? And so when you were like, I'm going to go vegan for a week. And he's like, but I cook. I'm the one cooking. (laughs) I mean, for example, so like Michael ate steak yesterday and potatoes. So I guess that's like a norm. That would be like what I would have eaten before because I'd eat literally anything he cooked standard American plate. There's meat on it, maybe a side of vegetables, maybe some potatoes or something like that. So you do this challenge and was it hard for you? Was it like, oh my gosh, I've never eaten any of this stuff before or what? No, it wasn't hard per se. And I said the only way I could do it is if Michelle did go shopping with me because I think that would have been harder. But having the meal plan and having the food already in my house the day I was going to start it, it, you just do it. So it wasn't really hard. And at the time, I was thinking, I'm just going to do this for five days. So I wasn't really that worried about like, oh, I'm I'm going to miss having like burgers so bad. Like I'm just going to – because I was like, oh, I'll just have them in five days. Yeah. Like it's not that big. So it wasn't necessarily hard. It was much harder for Michael. <laughs> he was very unhappy. He got grumpy. So I don't know if it was the best thing for him at the time. But yeah, it wasn't super hard for me. I will say you guys also jumped straight in beyond the level of vegan because you guys did the Dr. Michael Greger – meal plan that Tony and I created through plant-based meal plan. And that one is super healthy. It's not using mock meats or mock cheeses or any of those like more decadent, fancy ingredients. I did that one. Michael just ate vegan. He would still like go to restaurants for lunch, but like go to mother and get like vegan food there. So we went to Winco because we were doing budget challenge. So we wanted to find affordable grocery store to get all of the food for the week. And you were like, what is even happening? We filled that cart up with so many vegetables. 
you were like, this is more vegetables than I've like purchased in a year. And then it was like, I don't like so many things that I just was like, I'm going to overload on the ones I do like. So I bought like 15 bags of broccoli, I think. It was something weird. (laughs) Which is funny because I remember when I was creating it, Michelle was like, ooh, this is like kind of broccoli heavy. I think I ate all of that in like I like I just throw broccoli into everything. (laughs) That's awesome. And then you came home with more food because we set you up for more than a week. At the end of that week, how did you feel? First of all, eating super clean, healthy, vegan for one week. I was just talking to somebody about this today. I think my digestive system was struggling a bit with like fiber. Yeah, the excess fiber or the additional fiber. But otherwise, I think. Do you feel comfortable? elaborating on your digestive system struggling? I'm a very regular lady typically without the excess fiber. So additional fiber was just like... A lot of people struggle and are not regular. So they're super excited that when they start eating vegan, they're like, whoa, I'm regular. Or they're confused. They're like, maybe they go one time a day, but any more than one, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a pooping machine. And if you've been eating a mostly plant-based diet or a diet filled with lots of vegetables and fruits, you're like, ah, that's pretty normal, I yeah. think. <laughs> For someone regular, it was it was it was still a little different. <laughs> I'll say that it was a little different. So with that, so you were feeling some some differences in your digestion that first week. What about now that you've kept going? Do you okay. still? I don't think I had like excess energy or anything, but I think that might be because I wasn't eating enough. I fixed that in weeks following. But yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have like additional energy or anything like that, but I did become really aware of, I liked thinking about my food a little more. So that's why that was probably the thing I took out of it most. Michelle actually has a really cool meme that she shares when people talk about eating and calories and what it looks like in the tummy. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, it's a picture of a stomach and there's, it's, there's two pictures of stomach and one shows the stomach filled with like meat, dairy, butter, eggs, stuff like that, and the number of calories. And so a very small amount of the stomach is actually filled up when you're eating high calorie density foods like meat, dairy, and eggs. And then when you put vegetables in your stomach, the same, say a thousand calories, 500 calories, whatever, fills up the whole size of your stomach. And so it actually, for the first time for many people, they are able to eat more intuitively again because our stomach has sensors that when it gets physically full, it'll trigger our brain to be like, okay, we have enough food in our system. You know, now, now we're not hungry anymore. But on the standard American diet, you'd have to eat so many calories to actually trigger those full sensors that many people never get there. Or that's what causes people to overeat and always feel hungry. I definitely learned the intuitive eating thing early on because there were times where I would be full I was like, okay, I'll just not eat for a while, even though like I could easily just, I, the thing for me with eating is I sometimes, I just like to snack. That's the good thing about the the very healthy first week diet. Cause you could just keep snacking on stuff. Cause it's like healthy, mm-hmm. but I have learned the intuitive thing where I just don't just eat for the sake of eating. The end of that one week, you made it through the week. You're like, I killed it. Awesome. Michael's like, I did it. I'm done. Never get what inspired you to think I'm going to keep going. And how, like, how did that play out in your mind? I think because one, it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be going into it. Two, I was really into the fact that I had to be a bit more disciplined with the way I ate. And that was exciting for me because I'm not really a disciplined person in general. So being able to actually do that and accomplish that was kind of exciting. So I was like, oh, let's see if you can do it for two weeks. And then 
three weeks. And then I just didn't stop doing it. So it stopped being on purpose. Yeah. So you have started on a new journey that is the weekday vegan. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What do you eat during the week and how do you treat the weekends? During the week, I've oh, had so much fun with recipes. So one, I can't stand cooking. I hate cooking. I don't find any joy in it <laughs> whatsoever. I like to eat the food. I don't want to be a part of how it's made, which completely changed because now I like to like look up recipes. And you gave me that really fun cookbook. And that woman is a genius. Chloe's Kitchen, everyone. Yeah. It is my favorite cookbook. We'll link that in the show notes. So yeah, it's just been really fun with recipes. I've made a lot of... Um, oh, I bought an Instant Pot. Most things have vegetables in them just because that's just easy. But yeah, I do a lot of rice. do more pasta than I probably should. There's so many fun ways to make like vegan pasta sauce. So I just like to make... I like to do that. I snack a lot more on veggies now. So Chloe and I, my dog, we both eat baby carrots together. Side note, I thought you were talking about Chloe Coscarelli. Like, oh, oh, just just Chloe and I, you know. (laughs) I would be even more amused if you were referring to her and her cookbook as like, oh, you know, Chloe and I make this together. And (laughs) I'm in her next cookbook. (laughs) No, we like, we snack on carrots together. I, I, I think, sounds crazy. I think I might eat less than I used to eat. But when I do eat, I eat more. So I eat less times a day, but eat more food when I eat. Often we hear the opposite because... Well, you don't know how much I was eating. (laughs) (laughs) Has your body changed? Have you... You said you didn't have any more energy at that time, but you didn't think that you were eating enough. So has your energy level gone up or has your skin changed or has anything... So yes, my energy level has gone up. I didn't realize it for a really long time until I would get to like the weekend when I could eat anything. And I would be like tired after eating or like tired after Saturday. So then I would be like excited to go back into Monday and be like, okay, (laughs) we're going to go back up in energy. So yeah, I didn't actually realize it. But yes, energy level has definitely gone up. I'm not like actively trying to like do things to lose weight or anything. So I think if I were, I probably could because I'm eating much better. Um, But I have just lost like a couple pounds, but not like on purpose because we haven't even been to the gym regularly in a while. And why did you decide on the weekday vegan and to continue on eating the way you were eating on weekends? The weekday specifically is just because that's how I started, right? So I just, I did Monday through Friday one week. And so, yeah, I don't know. I imagine it feels a lot more attainable when you don't feel like you have to give up foods forever. You can still eat at your favorite places. You can still indulge in your favorite because you're a burger lover. We filmed a burger video with Crystal actually for plant-based news and it was taste testing the vegan burgers out there. And you had said, any burger, I try it. (laughs) Yeah. There are just a few things I can't imagine giving up forever. And they're kind of dumb because there's like very few. So burgers specifically, that's rough for me. Pretty much any other meat, I'd be fine. (laughs) So, oh, sushi. That's also rough. Yeah, I think actually for a lot of people listening, it is, I feel like that's a good approach to take if you want to step into vegan living without having to let go of anything. Because as long as you hold, if you're holding on to a day or one day a month or something, whatever it is, weekday vegan, you don't even have to grapple in your mind with, with, okay, I'm saying goodbye to this food. But you're able to make, like the difference that you're making by choosing plant-based Five days a week is huge. I mean, that's huge, especially how how much you've maintained it. You just went to a work conference. 
I get this text from Crystal and she's like, I'm in Texas at a work conference. I don't know what to eat. I'm sticking to vegan. And I thought like, oh my God, this, she's she's off the wagon for <laughs> sure. Um, and she sent me this picture of this these like vegan food platters that yeah. she found somewhere. And I, I was like, wow. So what was that like traveling? There's a, it's a it's a place called Snap Kitchen, I think, by the way. People are in Houston. But it's like a meal delivery or something. Yeah, but they have a in they have a store. Like they have an actual store. And so you can go and pick the meals. And then I just happened to find it because I was just searching frantically for food. And I happened to find it. And they have like vegetarian meals and paleo meals and <laughs> gluten-free. And they also had very few vegans. So I pretty much bought all of them. But they had like a decent amount of vegan snacks. So I got that stuff too. And then I just Yelped every place nearby and typed in vegan and hoped for the best. So that's all I, that's where I ate the whole time. But yeah, it was like five days. What did you do when the conference provided food that wasn't vegan friendly? I either ate beforehand. (laughs) So they had a vegetarian options, but every vegetarian option had cheese in it. So I ate like the salad or I'd go eat right after or I ate before. I learned very quickly that they weren't going to have anything I could eat. I'm getting ready to travel for five days and I'm going to go with three of my girlfriends most of which are happy to eat plant-based with me and have, over the years that I've known them, gravitated more toward plant-based eating. But because it can be such a hassle, I am bringing my Instant Pot. I am checking a bag so I can travel with my cooking utensils and my Instant Pot. I looked for like a, uh, well, I couldn't get that on the plane, but I looked for like, is there a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's anywhere near because I'm not going to take like a cab 30 minutes out right. of downtown. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing. So it's just like, no, but it worked out. And oh, and I have a cousin who lives there. So when I finally got to see him, he just kept taking me to vegan places. So I once I got outside of like the downtown area, there was a lot, a lot more to choose from. That is awesome. Yeah, you learn really fast when you're traveling vegan and especially when you're at places like a conference where you're stuck inside and have no control over food. It's just snacks, snacks, snacks are key. Bringing those energy bars, those granola bars, those protein bars, those little packets of oatmeal that you can heat up in, in the hotel room. Uh, little tricks like that are are important. So I learned a lot of people have no clue what eating vegan means. So the people I was traveling with would be like, so can you eat this fish? And I'm like, no. <laughs> What about these eggs? I'm like, when are, no, guys, just assume I can't eat anything. That's probably better for you. <laughs> like they were trying, they were like, they just felt like I was depriving myself or starving myself. And I'm like, I swear I'm fine. My family was the same way with me. I remember when I was talking to my my aunt about making manugo, which is a, a Mexican soup. And I asked her for a recipe and she said, oh, I got you. Don't worry. And so she makes makes a soup and gives me the recipe. And she's just like, okay, so you do this and you do this and you do this. And I was listening to her talk about how you take the, you just take the chicken out and you take the tripe out and then it's a vegetarian. And I was like, I don't think that you get it. They meant well, they would like volunteer to buy me certain things. I, Cause I think they just thought it was starving. Like they were like, she must be on some crazy diet and she just refuses to eat. So they like volunteered to buy me like a bagel with cream cheese. And I'm like, you're missing it. Like there's like, can't eat that cream cheese. So you mentioned that Michael does most of the cooking. What are you eating now? Are you cooking for yourself? I'm cooking for myself, but I'm a bad cook. So we kind of have to cook either separately or he'll eat some things that I cook, but not all of them. So I'm still not a good cook. (laughs) So I'll eat it, but I wouldn't share it with others. Let's dive into the struggle here because coming home, well, you work from home, so that's a nice perk. But Michael comes home from work, starts cooking his food. 
you're cooking your food. So it's kind of twice the work of what you guys had to do before. Has that been a challenge where you're like, I can't even eat the food that we used to share together or you're just fine with it? No, I'm fine with it. I worry a bit more about him because I think I'm eating so much better than him now. And I'm like, you're extra aware. <laughs> like, just eat what I make. Yeah, that's so that's one of the things that you said to me when we first went grocery shopping was I've never been conscious of the food I've eating. I've never even thought about it beyond just like this looks yummy. I'll order it. I'll eat it. Um, so what has that what's that like? What has kind of awakened in you? That's probably my favorite part. I mean, you feel better and everything. That's awesome. But I think my favorite part is just being more conscious and like just thinking about food. And it's the discipline thing. I can't really think of like how to say it. I just like that if I want to eat something, I have to take a couple more minutes to think about it. Or if I I just had lunch with a friend today, even though she's a very supportive friend who took me to Pushkin's. Gluten-free vegan bakery and delis, that type thing. That was easy. But like if we didn't go there, like I would have to think a little. I just good to have to think about food, I think. That's how I feel whenever I'm at the checkout line and there are all these snacks that I would otherwise buy. But now I I think like, hmm, that's not that's not vegan. So I'm just not going to buy it. But before I used to spend so much money at the checkout line buying Reese's Pieces or Doritos. And so it forces me to stop and think about how I don't want to eat that. That's the other thing. I've saved so much money. I think that actually might be number one <laughs> for me. I've saved a lot of money in two months. When you work from home, people don't realize like you end up working all the time. And so I don't take the time to either get up and make something. So I'll just like have something to, like Chinese food delivered in the middle of the day. And so that adds up. And so I've saved tons and tons of money just by not doing that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So many people, I mean, we hear it multiple times every single day, being vegan is too expensive. And people don't realize that when you take the meat out of the equation, you're automatically saving a lot of money generally. But also most people, even if they're eating fast food for every meal, which they make you think that's affordable, but things add up really fast and you can save so much money, especially when using the meal plan that Tony designed that shows you how to eat for $25 a week. For example, if I went to Taco Bell and I ordered three things off of the menu, that's $3 when on our meal plan... I can eat a whole meal for $1.20. Yeah, and three things off the Taco Bell menu that's $3. What menu is that? Because I spend like $15 when I go to Taco Bell for me and Dan. Like, oh, I, what? <laughs> it's the difference between going to the grocery store and going to a restaurant. Like, obviously, the grocery store is less expensive. And I splurge. Like, I just went and had lunch today. Like, I splurge. But that's like once a week versus four times a week. So what do your grocery shopping trips look like now? I swear I still have some of the food from our shopping trip. Actually, Michael still does it. Michael's been pretty supportive. So he still does a lot of the grocery shopping. So he just went. I didn't even know he went yesterday to Trader Joe's, but he just brought back like a bunch more veggies. I just kind of like go when I need to. I let him do the main stuff because most stuff that I eat, he eats. So like he's going to eat rice too. So he'll go buy it. So it's not like I'm changing it too much. I'm just not eating the meat that he buys. I also feel like we should give some Michael some extra credit. A, he did the he week did vegan, but also he's totally up for coming and trying our veggie burgers. He's like super open-minded, open-minded, and it's like, oh, these are good. I could eat these if people made them for me. He really yeah. liked those veggie burgers. Yeah, uh, they're getting good. The Impossible Burger and the Beyond Burger, good stuff. So yeah, he, uh, that's awesome. No, I don't. I don't. I just kind of re up on stuff. So I just discovered Sprouts for the first time. He'd been and loved it. I just discovered it, and so I just kind of buy like a couple of things here and there, usually 
snacks. But <laughs> no, I bought I bought my own nutritional yeast finally. Because that's another thing I took from Michelle and never gave back. I know I get I get a text message. Michelle, I really want to make this recipe that I found online and it calls for something called nutritional yeast. <laughs> and I'm like, gotcha. Don't you even worry. Vegan staple. Yeah, it's in everything. It's in everything I eat, at least. <laughs> There's this funny meme that's like a food pyramid and it's the vegan food pyramid and it's got nutritional yeast being poured on it and sriracha being poured on it. And it was like the, the vegan food pyramid. <laughs> I think I just went and bought more pasta. Um, I'm trying to think of my last trip. Pasta, nutritional yeast, I really, for some reason, like vegan hot dogs. What's your favorite? I don't. It, I think it's what I, it's whatever I found at Sprouts. I don't know which one. What that was. The woman who was checking me out was like, "I hear these are so good. Let me know how they are." <laughs> like, they were pretty good. They're probably light life, and they were jumbo smart dogs. Yes. How are you finding recipes? I know Michelle gave you a book, but are you going online and looking for resources? What resources do you prefer? Well, I have two friends who have these vegan businesses um, and cookbooks, so that's helpful. Um, and then I like to go on YouTube and just look up vegan recipes. Most I'm not good at like following a recipe from YouTube, so I'll look them up and then try to find the actual one. Do you remember any of the YouTubers that you follow? I remember we were at the gym another time, and you were telling me something about a, a vegan YouTuber that you were watching, and I was like, <gasps> I was so proud. Yeah, I was watching Nikki Vegan and this other girl, because her name just made so much sense to me, Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I was like, just that's a perfect name. <laughs> her videos are so good, too. She makes amazing recipes. Amazing recipes. Those are the only two I can think of, but I've probably followed, I think I'm following a lot more than that. And have you touched into the documentary world yet? No, that's scary. That'll be our next our next podcast episode with you. Will be once you watch, like, what the hell? I think I I haven't because I am doing it five days a week, and that's where I'm comfortable right now. And I'm pretty sure that's going to put me over the edge. And I'm just not ready to go there yet. But yeah, like, I know it's going to put me over the edge because we were just driving somewhere and we were passing like fields of cows, and I got teary eyed. And I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, this is, this is, I'm definitely going over the edge soon. That's what happens. I know for myself, I became vegan for health reasons and, or I'm sorry, I became vegetarian for health reasons. And once I let go of the meat eating, I became more open-minded to hearing about animal suffering or to caring or considering animals when in the past, I didn't even think about them. And when I thought about them, I didn't care. So I think that that's something that just naturally happens is that you let your guard down and you are able to take in that information and process it with an open heart and an open mind. I think I'm, I told you I'm thinking about doing, and Michael still doesn't know this, but I'm thinking about doing six days a week. I'm just so scared to tell him. So the reason is I think some days i do six days a week and just don't realize it because that's still just the food that's in my house. So I'm still just eating vegan. So I think I'm probably like getting to a point where I could potentially do it seven days a week, but the idea of doing it seven days a week forever is what's terrifying. Scary. Also, Michael's cousin was at your house. And then you said, Michael's cousin wants to try going vegan for a second. Do you have recipes or something? And I'm like, say what? He was really into it. He was asking me about it and he was asking me how it was going. And then he's 21 and he's like, I just can't do this same stuff you guys keep saying like that people say all the time he's like it's too expensive to eat healthy and I was like no 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 let me tell you about Tony and <laughs> so he was looking at your Instagram and so 
Yeah, he's going to – I need to check in on him, actually. He wants to try it. We're going to have to do a little video being like, hey, heard you're interested. Well, also, my hubby, Dan, we met early in college, and I was vegetarian at the time. I went vegan in college. I ran our like vegetarian group on campus. I would host movie screenings and always try and get my friends to come, so I'd try and get Dan to come. Over those four years, slowly his whole friend group started going one by one vegetarian and vegan, and he was like the one person left out. He was not until the very end of college, like pretty soon before we started dating. So Dan ended up being like the the odd man out who was not vegan, and I was like, this is what the world is going to be one day. Like most most people are going to be eating healthy, plant based, awesome, and then if you're not, like you're the odd man out. But it made it so easy for him when he made that switch because he already had the community built around him. Everyone was making that food and everything. I think if somehow I were a better cook, we would be we would have better <laughs> a better chance at this. But my cooking skills are lacking. Have you heard of the Chick Peeps podcast? Ivana Lynch, who plays Luna Lovegood, has a vegan podcast called the Chick Peeps podcast, and it is so good. She interviews all of these experts in the field and does different episodes with specific topics. So I did one that was vegan on a budget. And Wait, you met Luna Lovegood? I, yes, I have met Luna Lovegood. I feel like you should lead with that when people meet you. Hi, Antonio Okamoto. <laughs> yes, friend. And I met Luna Lovegood. My fellow Ravenclaw. Oh. Yeah, this is how we should have started this. Yeah, with I would you. Be like I'm down. <laughs> if I had said that in the beginning of us meeting with our dogs that one day outside, I'd been like, I'm "So in. my friend knows Luna Lovegood <laughs> and she's vegan." You'd be like, "On it." Actually, I I recently posted uh, a meme on plant based on a budget Instagram and asked, like, "Hey, tell me how you became vegan or who inspired you?" And tons of people said. Ivana Lynch inspired them. So I was so excited about that. Well, you have a new favorite podcast to listen to. What was it? The Chick Peeps podcast. For everyone listening, we will link that in the show notes. So what are your goals for the rest of the year? Do you want to learn how to cook? Do you want <laughs> to introduce the plant-based meals to your family outside of Michael? What's up? Tell us. Well, most of my family lives in Michigan, but my brother lives in Walnut Creek. And I don't think he knows I've been doing this. What does your family eat? Like, what kinds of foods do they eat? When I'm there, it's for holidays, so they eat holiday food. So, I mean, I my dad is actually really healthy. He thought he was a vegetarian until I told him chicken and fish are not. And he told me this, like, my entire life. Like, he would be like, I'm a vegetarian, except I eat chicken and fish. And I'm like, you're not a vegetarian. But he's probably the healthiest person I know. I mean, I mean you, can eat, you can still eat healthy, I suppose. But Michael's family, I don't know what they eat because that's we usually just have whatever – holiday food with them. So holidays, are you going to stick with your five-week vegan or your weekday vegan over the holidays? For Thanksgiving, I'll be in Mexico. First Cabo and then um, San Miguel. And then Christmas, I will be in Detroit in the Midwest. I think once I tell my mother-in-law I'm doing this, she will be very accommodating. But I just got to tell her ahead of time because uh, I don't cook. They won't let me. Like Nobody wants my food over the holidays. Michelle and I have a bunch of resources that we can hook you up with around that time so that you can go impress your in-laws. Be like, hey, taste this. Not only am I a good cook, but ha-ha, it's vegan. I do want to do that. So I do want to like have a thing that I can make to like trick people. I think a mac and cheese could be a good one. We actually did a video that was like store-bought stuff too. So if you want to pretend that you made something, the cherry pie from Sarah Lee, the frozen one. 
And Tony made a whole cookbook, like an ebook on vegan Thanksgiving recipes on a budget. And we did a video taste testing the best vegan turkeys out there. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> I think I'll just skip the turkey. I do want to learn to cook better. So my goals for the year, I probably will go six days. I've said I was going to start September 1st. I'm not, I don't see why I couldn't. I just need to tell my husband <laughs> what's about to, Or yeah, I like the idea of just not telling him and he, yeah. he just will never notice. <laughs> Except the only time we really go out to eat is on weekends. So then he'd notice like, why are you ordering that? <laughs> like, order a meat. <laughs> so yeah, I think those are, I do need to learn to cook a couple things so that Michael can eat something too. But I hadn't even thought about the holidays. I had yeah. not even thought, considered it. That's a whole nother bridge to cross. Mm-hmm. Like you can be so on your rhythm and on your game vegan when you're at home cooking mm-hmm. for yourself, even eating out at your local spots, you get to know where to eat. But then when you step into the family situation, and usually it's not even about the food, like the food's fine. You bring a dish, you're fine. But just the interrogation process that yeah. happens. Most people make fun of me. They're not being mean, but yeah, a lot of people mock me or make fun of me. But otherwise, like the girl I had lunch with today, very nice, goes to vegan places, but I get mocked a lot. Does that affect you? Or you're just like, I'm good? Not at all. It takes either having or building a bit of a backbone when you step into a lifestyle that's different from everyone else. I know since I I went vegetarian when I was eight and kids at school would like dangle chicken in my face and throw meat on me. I don't remember it ever. Like I, I... it never really got to me. I was just like, oh, this is why I'm being extra kind. The other big benefit to me, um, I'm very confident that I'm lactose intolerant. So eating vegan is very, very helpful <laughs> with that. Cheese, which is my second love after my husband. That was rough for a while. But I had said I didn't mention that as one of the reasons I couldn't eat vegan because it's it hurts me <laughs> to eat cheese. So like not eating it is not that bad because the benefits to my body are good. <laughs> so... And a lot of people don't realize 65% of the world's population is lactose intolerant. Like in the U.S. here, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, that's that's a weird thing. You have to like take pills to eat certain foods. But as babies, we have the enzyme lactase that enables us to digest lactose in our mother's milk as we're breastfeeding. And then when we wean, a lot of babies stop producing lactase. And so they can't digest milk anymore. And that's like totally normal because what mammal drinks milk after they've weaned from their mother? None except for the crazy humans that started doing that. Not even from our our own species. Lactose intolerance is the normal state of our bodies. That's just how good cheese is that people apparently have been willing to overlook it. I remember reading the book called Skinny Bitch and finding out that I think they said Johnson & Johnson funded a study that showed X amount of people were lactose intolerant, some really high number. And they funded that study specifically because they wanted to create a a product similar to lactate or maybe lactate. And they wanted to market that product as you're probably lactose intolerant, but don't worry, you can still eat dairy. We have this medicine for you. And it's really messed up, especially today where you can get almond, soy, cashew, flax milk, coconut milk, every single other type of milk. It's like, why? That one's not a big one for me. Like cheese, it sucks. I really do like cheese, but it's not worth. Have you tried the vegan, any of vegan cheeses? Yeah. And how, what do you think? They don't taste like cheese necessarily, but they typically taste good. So like I've had vegan cheddar. I'm like, that's not exactly cheddar, but it's sort of cheesy, like maybe. And I, the thing that's important to me is the vegan cheddar I had kind of melted too. And I was like, oh, that's important. Michelle actually just did a vegan cheddar taste test with some non uh, well, one new vegan and one non-vegan. 
And one longtime vegan. And sadly, we tried four of the most common shredded cheddar brands, and not one of them got ranked to 10 out of 10 by any one of us. But I think that's a little bit of a, of a difficult one. There are cheeses that I think are amazing, like field roast chow slices mm-hmm. for sandwiches. I could just eat those plain, and I do. They're so good. And um, Miyoko's cheeses for like fancy cheese and crackers are really, really amazing. And that's something that I think would get a 10 out of 10. So we're not there yet on all of the cheeses, but innovation's happening so fast. So I think it's only a matter of time. When I became vegan, there were no vegan cheeses that were available to be purchased easily. And when Daya came out, the nearest place I could buy it was San Francisco. And so my friends and I would take turns going to this like black market day purchasing spot where you could buy five pound bags and they were like 40 something dollars. And then we would all split them. So we would drive an hour and a half each way to get this cheese in five pound bags and split it up. So I'm so grateful that now I can just go to the grocery store, buy some cheese and put it on my food. Yeah. And it's so funny too, because at that time we're like vegan cheese day. It's amazing on pizza. And like, we loved it because it was an option for us. Day was the cheddar that I had for the longest. That's one that doesn't taste like cheddar, (laughs) but it's good though. They came out with a new branding or yeah, a new line that is pretty good. So cool. Exciting time though, because you're stepping into this when there's a lot that exists right now, but new brands are coming out and new formulas and new everything is coming out every week. Vegan cream cheese at Pushkin today and I'd never had vegan cream cheese. Now that was kind of like cream cheese. That was pretty impressive. That was good. All right. Well, thank you, Crystal, for sharing your story and hopefully inspiring people to try vegan as often as they can. I know that there are other movements that are really popular, like Vegan Before Six by Mark Bittman, and then also Meatless Mondays, and just different initiatives promoting more plant-based in your life. So I think it's awesome that you went from zero to five days a week. Big accomplishment. Soon to be six. Soon to be six. Well, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> now I have to do it. I know. You have an accountability squad. Squad. Yeah. I know. Is there places people can leave comments to be like, go Crystal? You can leave it in a podcast review. Say out. say we loved Crystal's podcast and we'll we'll show her all the love she's receiving <laughs> on iTunes or what is it? Apple Apple, Apple Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, everyone listening, for joining us for this episode. Uh, so fun having a close friend here just chatting and allowing you guys to listen in. Check out plantpoweredpodcast.com to subscribe to our e-newsletter so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so over on Patreon, patreon.com slash plantpoweredpeople. We'll include the link in the show notes. Um, and that's a great way to help us keep continue bringing these to life. Thank you so much. Can't wait till the next one. Bye. Bye-bye.